There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. My name is Sam Delaney. Sam Nifty Delaney, sorry. So what? Almost got my own name there. Yeah, I think I threw you by my little bit of um, sing- yeah, singing did. that I did there. Did you enjoy you, it? You did, yeah. I really enjoyed it, and I was so enamoured that I kind of just lost yeah. my own mind. So you're going to it's be, been that kind of a week. You kind of went a bit gooey-eyed, I think. <laughs> yeah, I was just amazed. Wow, wow, wow! Stop it, Andy, stop it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's another Life Logistics because we didn't really get through very much at all. In the last one, we got through one uh, logistic query about uh, a wedding suit. So I'm just um, firing up the Twitter to see what we got uh, sent as well. Yesterday, when I asked for... Um, oh, here's one. Oh, it's a cat one. We had quite a lot of cat-related mm. problems. Um, Catman Stew, this is. Yeah. So this is someone whose life really revolves around cats, and it, it says, defines himself by cat it, by his love of cats. I've just had a little look at his Twitter profile. He lives in Perth in Western Australia, Ooh. so he could well be our furthest away listener. Um, Perhaps so. And his his hobbies, I think, or whatever, his his bio on Twitter says: cats, round ball, red egg ball. Red small ball with wood sticks, with smaller sticks on top, double denim, and cats, especially cats. I wonder how many cats he's got. Well, there we go. I wonder if Perth is a good place to own cats. Oh, Perth is a good place to fucking go and live in. Instead of Britain. I don't know much about it. I like watching that show on BBC One, Wanted. Is it called Wanted Down Under? When um, Right. And it's Nicky Chapman who presents it. And it's people oh, yeah. who want to emigrate to Australia or New Zealand. And mm. um, it's kind of like they go through the whole process. And there's usually one member of the family who's not really up for it. So it's kind of all yeah. about persuading them that there'll be yeah. a husband or a wife who's bang up for moving to Australia or New Zealand. And the, the other one's kind of like, yeah, well, maybe we'll be leaving family behind and all this kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a big fucking thing. It is. I, I'm always amazed by, like... Well, I suppose when someone does it, you don't really see the, 
you don't see the sort of um, all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. You, you know, you just hear people can suddenly go, "Oh, I'm moving to Australia," mm. and you're like, "Oh, okay, fucking hell, that's a bit flippant." Mm. But you probably realise that the behind the scenes they've been agonising over it for years. Yeah, yeah. And also, families tend to do this thing where they go, "We're doing it," and you've done all the talking and the torturous kind of back and forth and the long dark nights of the soul mm. and all the rest of it. But when you present it to your family and friends you present it like it's like politicians they come up with a policy in a dark room with their sleeves rolled up sweating hungry angry over a period of weeks but then when they present it to the public it's a nice slick press conference where they just go this is what we're doing we're 100% certain it's the right thing to do (laughs) and we're delighted and that sort of like I think what everyone does we all do it when we make big life decisions. Mm. We we like have it out with our nearest and dearest or whoever we have to have it out with. And then you go, right, this is what's happening. And you wear a massive smile about mm-hmm. it. But yeah, I know. If, I mean, I've probably mentioned this, but before, but Christian O'Connell, who, who is someone I know quite well, but I've also also just been a massive fan of his work over the years. He wrote a great book, which yeah. is about moving to Australia, you know, giving up the number one breakfast show in the country, I believe, yeah. and, and jacking it all in to move to Australia. And that was, a, and it's a lot about mental health, that book as well, because he, he sort of felt like he was having a crisis mentally. And so that's what, how some people just think, I've got to make a big change to kind of re, reboot, reset. But it was really interesting insight. He moved to Melbourne, and that's something that my cousin has recently done as well. Yeah. Um. And she, she, well, she was married to an Australian, a guy from Melbourne, but she met him here like years ago and they've just mm. got together and lived together and been married and had kids in London. And then, you know, after all the years together in London, thought, fuck this, let's move to Melbourne. It's a massive thing, though. It's a well, massive I mean, thing. But the first you hear of it, it's just like, we're going to Melbourne, woohoo! And then you see all the photos on Instagram yeah. of them living this amazing life where they're on the beach all the oh, time. Hasn't, hasn't Max Rushton just done it as well? His, Max Rushton's his, his another one. Australian, yeah, I think, and they've moved down there. Yeah, but yeah, that, that, and I know another. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I know a few that. people who've done it, and it's you know, it's a, it's a. It, I think it's tough. I mean, my one of my favourite bits in <clears> Christian <throat> O'Connell's book that's very top flight time machine is him trying to make friends because mm. he's like his wife found it very easy to make friends. Women, generally speaking, tend to mm-hmm. because they're slightly more open to that sort of thing. Yeah, and. So and and also they had dogs. So she walked the dogs, and it's a good Dog way friends. to find find your community, right? And of course, the kids very tough for kids, but school it can be very tough friendship wise. But at least it gives you the opportunity every day to make friends. But he and I think I told you this one. He's, there's a story about him like he has the same Uber driver on a couple of occasions. <laughs> and they, his and they, they no, they get, they get chatting to each other. And the second time he gets him, his wife's in the car with him. And he goes, oh, oh, yeah, we've met before. Well, we had a nice chat. Oh, this is my wife. And the wife's been really worrying that he hasn't made any friends since they've been in Melbourne. So when they get out, because they've been talking all the way, she gives him a little nudge, the wife, like <laughs> your mum would when you were a kid. And go, Why don't you ask him if he wants to meet up? <laughs> yes. And so Christian O'Connell actually says, oh, cheers, mate. Thanks. As he gets out and goes... 
by the way, if you ever fancy meeting up for a coffee or a pizza, <laughs> here's my number. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so funny because he said, you know, you babble because you're not. Like, and he said straight away afterwards, thinks, why did I suggest specifically a pizza? <laughs> Do you want to meet up for a coffee or a pizza? And the bloke just sort of went, oh, yeah, cheers. And then obviously never, never heard from, heard him, from again. him again. Mm. And of course, the bloke then had to blacklist him and, and remove him from his Uber. So he couldn't pick him up again, probably. So with this programme with Nicky Chapman, do they? Do you see them when they get there? Yeah. And also, uh, crucially, are houses much cheaper to buy in Australia? Um, it depends. Yeah, it kind of. It depends on what you're comparing them to and which part of this country you're comparing them to. I would say so. I suppose so, yeah. Definitely. I mean, you, they'll get over there and they'll see a house that's got a pool. And it'll be, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what the equivalent is. It might be something like 300 grand. And you right. just think, well, yeah, that, I'll have That's some enough. of that. You know, lovely weather, yeah. pool, near the beach, all that sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, they go through the whole process. They, you see them starting off in the UK, but then they go down down under to have a look around. And they they go for like, um, they go and talk to people who they might possibly work for, career changes. Mm. And then they sit down and they do a household budget on how much... Um, the shopping's going to cost the shopping always costs more but then the jobs they get they always end up earning more as well so 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 day to day living is more expensive with groceries it's more expensive but they, they generally tend to earn more from the work they, they do more when wages. they're down there yeah. And they yeah. they do this thing throughout the show every every 10 minutes after after every segment the whole family will stand in a line and they're each holding a card which is laminated and it's got on one side the Union Jack and on the other side it's got the Australian flag or the New Zealand flag. And they, they stand there and they twirl the card to build up the tension before they show where their heads are at. And they'll either hold it up wow. for Australia or for the UK. And uh, that's, the, that's the jeopardy that goes throughout the show. But it's a great show. Um, and moving to Australia doesn't seem like the worst thing in the world, really. You know what I mean? But I've I've worked with Nikki Chapman a bit and got to know. In fact, we made a podcast with her during lockdown, and I said to her, "You know, you do all these move to the country, then you do all these ones about moving down under. Has it never made you feel that you want to move to any of these places?" And quite reassuringly, she I know where she lives. I won't give it away, but she lives really near where I grew up. Right, right. And she's just decided to stay there right like and and so like she's she's seen it all right. she's seen it because my dream really is less australia and more the country i wish i was living in the countryside mm. right now right well um and does uh, she, does she live does she live in the same flats as pancho i will tell you something <laughs> that is a hundred percent true nikki chapman <laughs> i don't think this is giving away too much about that her her privacy but Nikki Chapman lives within a five-minute stroll of Pancho's house. It's incredible. It's amazing. It's so I mean, I, I, I've never asked her if she knows Pancho, <laughs> she must but do. she, she must would definitely know him. Like, she might not know that's his name, but if I described her, yeah, she, seen she, she he, he's, he's so recognisable. Yeah, she would. Character. She would be. Oh yeah, I totally know him. You know, yeah. I t- totally, totally know him. So um, yeah, it's uh, interesting. Well, I mean, perhaps go. they are friends socially. I don't know. One other Nicky Chapman fact. Okay. Her, hus- her husband is the manager of Iron Maiden. Get in there. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. And why not? Um, 
I don't know how we got onto this. Oh, yeah, it's our listener from from Australia, uh, Catman Stew, and his problem. Um, mm. Oh, that was the other thing. It's all Australia. I, when I went to that uh, museum in, in Manchester recently, the Museum of... Forgot, oh, I forgot what it's called, though. It's like the Working Class Museum, basically. Oh, yeah, the, the, People's, the People's Museum, Museum, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And there's a bit in there about that campaign that was in, the, I think it was the 1970s, where you could emigrate to Australia for a tenner. They I think it was called needed. Fuck Off. Yeah, well, they just... I think it was the government's Fuck Off campaign, yeah. wasn't it? But they just... They, Australia needed people. <clears throat> if you paid a tenner... Needed people. You could go and live in Australia, which, which seems me. like... That must have been so tempting. God. If you were... If you were skint... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you're skint, there was no not much work, or the work that was around was shit, which was probably true of a, a huge amount of people in them days. Mm. Just fucking go out there. At least you, you might be doing the same work, but at least it'll be fucking sunny. I mean, I don't know if the 10 quid included your flight. Maybe it did. It was all in. Because 10 quid yeah, was I quite think a bit they of money back in the 70s. I think they just shipped you over yeah, there. I'm probably in a ship. Yeah, you're probably right. Just yeah. like in the olden days when they, when they colonised it. Yeah. Um, so Catman Stew getting back to the life logistics element of this Whereas well, so Catman Stew just lastly while we will get onto your problem <clears throat> but we don't know if you are an English emigrant emigrant mm. or whether you are an authentic indigenous Australian well not obviously not indigenous well you might be you might be an aborigine uh, or you might be someone who was born and bred in Australia but not indigenous, or you might be English. Please get in touch and let us know. <laughs> okay, this is this is something we could do. We could just take one of our random Twitter followers and do a deep dive into their tweets. <laughs> just say where are you? Where, we've got a new section, <laughs> right? And it's called "Where are you from?" No, we could do this. You know, you know, this is your life. We could do like mm. a kind of version of that where we just take Mate, a random I tell follower. You, that that is uh, on Patreon. When you look at the things that other people. Uh, I think they call them creators huh. on Patreon, right? That they offer one one of the things, like that is very common, is something that let's put the focus on you, the audience. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought, fuck that. What do we want to put the fucking focus on the audience for? <laughs> bass. Oh, no offense to you, the audience, but you know, when I watch something or listen to something. I've, I can look at my fucking self in the mirror and listen to myself talk all day. Mm. I'm paying me money because I want to hear from some other cunt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that that, but having said that, uh, because you know, like on the West Ham one that I I listen to, like they do Patron of the Week. All right. Yeah. And they have an interview, and uh, yeah, for me that's not interesting content. I never, I would, I would wager that the only person who reads that is the subject himself. Yeah. Because it's like, yo, know, my name's Steve. I've been West Ham. My first game was in 1978 when we played Luton at home. I've been going with my old man and since then I've been going with... And he's like, mate, look, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you sound like a generic I don't, fan. I don't care. There's nothing here. There's nothing interesting about it. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, I don't care. Right? It's like, I and I don't... And what's more, I don't expect you to care about my backstory mm. of supporting the team. But... Uh, if we were to do a sort of a, a more of a um, forensic deep dive into <laughs> uh, into into top level subscribers, right? <laughs> T- we're talking turbo shit here, right? No, we'll yeah, do. That could be- what we would do is we'd have to do a bespoke episode where we dive into yeah. someone's tweet, but hundred quid. 
100 quid minimum. You can pay us £100 <laughs> and we will do an episode just by you. And what's it? Well, this is really good. I know a lot of girlfriends uh, have to listen to this podcast by sort of default. <laughs> by but, you know, Yeah. And they're like, oh, fucking hell. And then sometimes <clears throat> birthdays come round, right? And they go, and we get emails, don't we, saying my husband or my boyfriend... He loves your podcast. He listens all the fucking time. You can tell they're pissed off at. Mm. And anyway, I thought I'd get you to do a message or something like that for his birthday. And we're happy to oblige. For 25 on quid. On conditions. Yeah, you, you must pay us. Actually, that reminds me. Someone wanted it while you were away, so I had to do a solo message. Oh so you owe them one. Yeah. You need that um, little glove puppet version of me, and I'll have one of you. So I thought, uh, to be honest, it was late in the evening. I thought of all sorts of elaborate ways of recreating <laughs> you. And in the end, I thought, fuck it, I'll just do one on my own, you and Andy can do a separate you could have one. Done the voice, the glove puppet. Yeah, but I just, I, to be honest, I did it lying in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Jalapeno. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Jalapeño. Um, anyway, yeah, no, but, you know, if you're looking for a, a really good birthday present for your other half, mm. why not pay us um, a wanna? to do a episode deep dive into their life no problem <laughs> just, at just, all just get in their, touch through the usual channels just through their social media output we'll assess yeah their we're tweets. not prepared to we're not going to do any other stuff we're just going to assess them yeah and also it may well be quite negative very, but very negative, that's part yeah. of the fun of it all isn't it of course it is it'll be like one of those what, what they call them a roast that they do in america they tried it over like here, but didn't, didn't really take off yet doesn't really work in Britain, but I was um, the first to try it. I did it, and it was a massive hit. Was right it? when I worked at Comedy it? Central, I said, "Look, you you got this fucking brand, the roast, the roast. over in the states, right? We'll do it here." Mm. And they said, "All right." And then the Americans said, "Yeah, we're not going to let you use the the brand, the roast." Oh, it's a brand. And I was is, like, it, is it? Is it fucking yeah, trademarked? Yeah. So we were we were like, "Fuck that." We're the same company. And they're like, no, no, it belongs to this producer or whatever, you can't use it. So I changed it to Demolished, <coughs> right? right? Yep. And Good. I got KS and I got KSI to be the first subject of it. Right. And it was like it was the biggest digital hit that they'd ever fucking had. It was like it had twenty million fucking unique views in about the space this, of a was week. This the project it was when KSI unbelievable. Fell, was this the project when KSI fell asleep during the meeting. Was no, that, that was one? the second. That was right. that was the follow up. Okay. That was the follow up because we did a follow up that was even bigger with his mates who were called the Sidemen, 
and we oh, invited yeah. him back in. Yeah. And the meeting was boring because you, you know what these meetings are like. The shit we all sitting around and go, yeah, so what we were thinking was we could really experiment with the visuals on this one. And he's like, I could not give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, I mean, what these people do, they just fucking get out, get out the house and they just do stuff and film it. They just stick fucking it do it. Out. And they were having to sit with cunts like me yeah. and various other cunts in a fucking meeting room, miles from where they lived, yeah. listening to our bullshit. And he just thought, I have got no incentive to, to be sense, respectful to this person. <laughs> so he just fell asleep. Yeah, quite And right. I, to be honest, I wasn't offended. I thought, good on him. Quite I'd right. like to be asleep right now too. Um, getting back to Catman Stu, I guess. Uh, his, um, his problem is this. My cat, which is called Pigathan, mm-hmm. um, has a problem. He's missing a front tooth, so some food can be hard for him to go eat. And he's also fussy. The expensive food that's good for him, he won't eat now. But the cheap crap he likes makes him extremely flatulent. Ah, what to do? What to do, he says. Um, And there's a picture of Pigathan that he's enclosed as well for reference. But Pigathan's mouth is closed in the picture, so he can't see the front tooth that's missing. But you've got your choice there. You won't eat the expensive stuff. The cheap stuff makes him flatulent. Um, just got to let him eat what he wants to eat. You know, he's not going to eat the other stuff. He's going to starve. If he's flatulent, then look, we've all had pets. And at some point in their life, they all become flatulent, don't they? Flatulent, in the later yeah. years. And more often than not, it fucking stinks. It, it, it makes well, your eyes Nelson's water. Nelson's not that flatulent, but my dog, when I was a kid, was highly flatulent yeah, throughout I her think life. it's mainly a dog thing, isn't it? More than a cat thing. Yeah, a dog farting is not something you want to be around. No, I guess they can bring tears to your eyes. But a flatulent cat, mm. I could live with that. I know that rhymes. But um, I imagine that a flatulent cat would be quite elegant charming. in the way it broke wind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just toot, a little toot. <laughs> toot toot. Yeah. Or just the the sound of an emission of a little bit of gas. <sighs> just like that. Yeah. yeah, that's alright. Yeah, you can live with that cat man stew. If it makes the cat happy, the thing is about the cat being flatulent, it's more of a problem for you than it is for the cat. Mm. So you gotta ask yourself, what's your priority here? Yourself or the cat? Mm. You you've gone as far as to name yourself after cats, right? You You've defined yourself. yourself by your love of cats. He's the self-styled cat starting, man, isn't he? I'm starting to I'm starting to question whether or not your professed love of cats is actually authentic, Catman Stew. Well, because if it was, you wouldn't think twice about feeding the cat the food that he wanted. He doesn't. You're gonna feed the cat a food that he doesn't like just to save yourself from having to smell the occasional cat fart. Come on, grow up. He doesn't say well, he doesn't mention loving cats at all. He just mentions they're a big part of his life. So I don't know what. He... Let's just say I'm a cat man. Yeah. What does that mean that you love cats? Well, uh, I'll leave it to your imagination. Cats. Let's say I cats play a large role <laughs> in my existence. Does it make you happy? Not necessarily, but there's a lot ha- of cats. Ha- <laughs> Happiness is uh, illusionary, as far as I'm concerned. It's 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 a bourgeois construct, Um, (laughs) and uh, I don't acknowledge happiness or or indeed sadness. (laughs) I just am what I am, and what I am is a cat man. (laughs) Cat and stew at your service. (laughs) All cat projects considered. Mm. Yeah, but not but not all cat projects undertaken. (laughs) 
<laughs> just let the cat eat what it wants to eat. If it's flatulent, then, you know, deal with it. Here's another question for you, Catman Stu. Having a cat in Perth, a cat in Australia, to me, feels like... Because, first of all, and this is maybe a bit racist towards Australia, but I sort of think, ah, I always think of, like, Australia as, like, you know... A, a, a wild place <clears throat> mm. um and uh you know i didn't think that they had tinned cat food and that they ju- the cats would just roam about eating Shrews. snakes snakes yeah. and things like that Spiders. and then i thought it must be dangerous to have a cat in australia because as i understand it there are killer creatures all over the fucking place. Yeah. Snakes, spiders, scorpions, fucking poisonous frogs, they've got the lot. Jellyfish. Right? Jellyfish and and sharks and what about if a kangaroo or a fucking koala bear or some other mad cunt rocks up in your garden and tries to kidnap and eat your cat, right? There is all sorts of perils to having a cat. So just interested to know, is it extra dangerous? Cats presumably get bitten by snakes and spiders all the time. Yeah, and of course kangaroos mainly wear boxing gloves. And will yeah, um, they could box your cat's head off. Come into your yard, I think they call it there. Cripes, come out here. <clears throat> I think a ruse got in the garden and smashed the cat's head off with a right hander. Did you watch the last episode of Neighbours when that was on a couple of weeks ago? No, I wish I had done. I might try and yeah, get, get watched that it back. Out. It's probably still on five catch up, whatever it's called. I watched it the other night. It was really good. It was really good. Oh, was good. it quite moving? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was weird because, I mean, I've not watched Neighbours probably since about 1989. We're talking like 33 mm. years since I watched it. But loads of the characters yeah. came back that, yeah, that yeah, were in yeah. it back then. And, um, like Mike, <clears throat> either Mike, Kylie, Jason, Ky- the lot, Ky- right? Kylie and Jason, Mike was back. Um, playing Jane's Super Brain. Uh, Des. In Bruglia. Was in Brooklyn about? Uh, I didn't spot on Brooklyn. Oh no, she was briefly. I think she was filmed it, it, with in Holly the press Valens. coverage. In the press coverage, there was a huge amount of misogyny. Basically, the return, the, the final episode of Neighbours became just a massive carnival of misogyny. All right, as. John Pigface, the various John yeah. Pigfaces of London press offices, just say, "Wow, neighbours, they're doing the last episode. They're getting all the old crumpet back. Whoa, let's get pictures of them back when they was young, and then compare them to pictures now, and say, Whoa, look how much fitter they were when they was younger. <laughs> and then also, what we'll do is we'll have a vote on who we reckon the, the who we reckon has aged the best and worst." Oh, 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 look at her. She, she ain't road. She ain't aged very well. Oh, she's disgusting. <laughs> right, there was fucking so much right. of that around. Look at her. Oh, who's you reckon? Who's you reckon's aged better in Brooklyn or Play Jane Superman? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was all it was. It was right. one big fucking opportunity for massive oh, misogyny right. but by John Pigface. I missed all that because I was away on holiday, so I missed all yeah. the coverage, but I watched the episode. But yeah. They've they've aged fuck loads, but of course they have because it was thirty three years ago. Yeah. And I last watched that's it. That's time. That's just yeah. the way it works. I mean, Harold was back. Des was back. Clive, the doctor. He was Paul Robinson still there. He's been there forever. He's Paul aged Robinson, pretty well. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the the episode was an hour long, and basically Guy Pierce, out of all the ones that returned, was the one who mm. properly put a shift in. Ky- and he's the most famous, exactly. isn't he? Apart, maybe him or Kylie. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. he's, he's Hollywood. He's Hollywood now. 
Um, yeah, so he probably is more famous K- than Kylie, Kylie in a way. Kylie like- and they did what you could describe as a cameo. They probably right, turned up and scene. did half an hour and then pissed off. But Guy Pearce led the episode. Did he? Uh, that, uh, what was the justification him. for him coming back? What was the ju- why it, was Mike it, back? It, I can't remember why he come back because it was set up in the previous episode. And I didn't watch that, but the the idea was that loads of the houses were going to get auctioned off. People were, were and so were, all the old were, residents were came back, kind of leaving at once, sort of thing. But there was a wedding, Toady. Yeah, you know Toady. You familiar? Oh with yeah, him? Toadfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toadfish. He, he was getting married to Melanie. Who, of course, used to be mad, and she was married to Joe Mangle at one point. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So, her and Toadie were getting married, so loads of people were coming Fucking back. Fucking hell, that's that. a, there must be a pretty big age gap there. I mean, Toadfish, I remember when he was just a, like was, a child. Yeah, I think she's probably about 15 years older than him, but well, whatever works mm. for you. Well played, Toadfish. But well played, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce did not have mm. to come over from Hollywood and basically dominate Fucking a 60 minute episode of Neighbours he's, he's, he's not done that for the money he's done that out of gratitude for what it gave him yeah for the love yeah for the, for the love. love and they're right to I mean you, you can't understate how much of a phenomenon Neighbours was I'm sure people have had enough of hearing that over the last few weeks since all this stuff went went off about it but you know our younger listeners just it'll be, it's hard to comprehend because it seems so strange that a fairly run of the mill pretty mundane low-key australian soap opera mm. set in some fucking anonymous suburbs right i mean like you look at like when we talk about how dallas or dynasty was so huge in the 80s right yeah you can get that these were like amazing bombastic fucking programs Big with budget. like incredible cast huge budget and yeah. it was about lives of impossible decadence mm. right and, and wealth and of course people going down it's so different if you think of it in comparison to the sort of soaps we were used to watching here. Yeah. But Neighbours, it's like, it couldn't have been any more dreary in terms of the premise. And yet, it became such... I mean, you know, it was just fucking huge, wasn't it? It was like the obsession. It was massive, yeah. I used to watch it. It's it's like, I think lots of people used to do this. You'd watch it twice a day. When I was a student, I'd watch the lunchtime episode and then you'd watch the repeat of the same fucking (laughs) episode at 5.30. Yeah. It was fucking massive. I mean, I got pretty emotional watching it because it was, it tied up lots of like loose ends from thirty three years ago and stuff. Oh. And it was like Mike and Jane ended up getting back together and all Mike this. And Jane, and I forgot was, they were a couple. But but yeah, I mean Guy Pierce and Guy Pierce has played all these Hollywood roles. He's, he's turned in some brilliant performances and characters, and he just LA, went back LA to, playing, to playing this really basic just this guy in australia yeah, yeah. not nothing demanded just of him a bloke he's just a bloke he was just a bloke and he, went yeah. back and he did it again i was just knocked knocked senseless by it, it was really good oh i liked mike as a character you should then seek and it Jane. Out and watch it you really should I will, yeah really i will good. i'll watch it i'll watch it with my wife because we both used to watch that together yeah. when we were younger and it'll be quite emotional it, it really um, will it really will um t- toadfish just- I, I remember um reading you know when you have like a small th- interview that was unexceptional, but that you read once mm. and it lives with you, and you, you're not quite <laughs> sure why. I read an interview with the actor of Toadfish once, where he had to do an interview which was just a life in the day of yeah. Toadfish, uh, of the actor of Toadfish, mm. whose name I can't remember. And I, it's always stuck with me because it was like every single it was diary entries throughout the day, five o'clock, and it. it it went like this, five o'clock, get up, 
get showered, get dressed, have a cup of tea and a roll, head to set. Mm. Right? 5.45, arrive at set, quick cup of tea and a roll, read over me lines. 6.30, just enough time for a cup of tea and a roll, <laughs> and then then we shoot the first scenes, right? That'd be like 12. First break of the day, squeeze in a cup of tea and a roll, then it's back to learning lines. And every single fucking entry, and I don't know whether he was taking the piss or what, yeah. But it's always lived with me, this, is that this guy, in every single diary entry, obviously some journalists are interested, we, we need you to just fill in these like, yeah. times in the day. And he's just put at the front of every single one that he has a tea and a roll. And I remember thinking, this bloke's fucking obsessed with having a tea and a roll. And then I thought, he sounds like he's got a good lifestyle. And Who doesn't like a tea and a roll? And he's been doing it for 30 years. He's been living dear yeah. to dear on tea and rolls for 30 years. Tea and years. rolls. Tea and rolls keeps, keeps me going. <laughs> and I've had a longer career in the business than most people. So think on. And I'll tell you what, the docs say I'm as fit as a fiddle. Take that what you will. <laughs> What do I have in my role? Well, I'll leave that to your imagination. That's that's Toadfish's private recipe. Right, we'll leave it there because we've run out of time and uh, there's still mm-hmm. plenty of logistics to get through. We might do another one next week. I don't know. Um, thanks for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.